2: First Saturday in November, hunting season well underway. Firearms deer opener, uh, the traditions of deer camp all over the state. A lot of folks are excited about that, and they are greeted by unusually warm temps on this firearms deer opener today. And let's go outdoors. Steve Carney joins us. Steve Carney, outdoors.com.
4: Steve O, how you been? I've been great, Steve. How you doing today? Yeah, good. It, It's warmed up for sure. It's absolutely the perfect temperature, you know, for the gun hunters this weekend. It's not too cold. It's not too warm. And I kind of think the harvest is probably going to be, you know, increased because people can sit in the stands a little bit longer when it's, you know, 40, 50 degrees. And I think because of that, the harvest is probably going to be probably above average.
2: Yeah. And Steve, one of the things we've talked about in those years where it's really warm, um if you do take a deer uh properly uh handling that deer and making sure you don't spoil the meat
4: yeah i think this weekend um it's really perfect just hang that deer overnight and you should be fine and you know 30 40 degrees is okay anything more than that you're really pushing it so um, I always try to get mine, you know, taken care of right away and get it processed right away. And even when it's cold, I really don't like to leave it out too long. But I have seen a few people pulling trailers up here in the north country with deer in the back. I think there was a lot of success this morning, and it usually is the first weekend. And I actually duck hunted, believe it or not, because there's nobody on the lakes. And everybody's deer hunting. There's, It's just amazing how... Everybody vanishes, you know, and they're gone. They're in their tree stands, and you can just tell by the traffic. But duck hunting's been uh, really pretty good. We're still getting some good migrations coming down right now. Um, so I think we'll continue to see that. A lot of mallards have been down in the last week. and But really, it's great. No competition. It's uh, really been fun.
2: Yeah, and uh, Steve, another thing, too, I, I would assume, even though we're in November, still open water And it looks mild again tomorrow, and it looks like the winds are going to be down again tomorrow. They're really going to crank up on Monday, but if you want to go out and catch a fish or two, it might be a good weekend to try that as well.
4: You know, Steve, I looked at the forecast here for the next 10 days, and it's going to be really, really mild and, you know, 45, 55 degrees in North Country. And I have some of my clients calling me already going, can we still go? Can we still go? (laughs) Of course you can. You know, we'll probably have another maybe two, two and a half weeks we can get on the water. So, again, there's no competition. There's hardly anybody on the water fishing. All the docks have been put in, and I think that kind of keeps people off. But this period right now, until ice up, is going to be, it's always awesome at this time of the year. The last maybe three weeks before we get ice is always just really good. So it's not over yet.
2: All right, and I know you traditionally wait until later in the year to chase pheasants, uh, but I continue to hear good reports.
4: Yeah, it has been really good, Stephen. you know, there's still corn up, and there's still some beans up. I can't believe how late this uh, harvest is. Um, That's been a little bit of a problem, you know, those birds are in the standing corn, they're in the beans, and you really got to get that harvest completed before you really see the birds, and... Right now we're finding them in, you know, cattail swamps, you know, buried very deep when we have these cold nights. So they're there. It's just, you know, they're just hard to get them out of those standing crops. So give it another week or so. Um, You know, a lot of the hunting pressure has really died off, and you won't see a whole lot of pheasant hunters from now until January 2nd. So late, you know, all of November and into December, it's a great time to be chasing pheasants.
2: All right, Steve, what are your plans in the coming week? I know you're just being tugged in all sorts of directions.
4: It's great, Steve. It's such a great time of the year. I'm still really frustrated on my bull hunting. I'm telling you, I just, number one, they're all over the roads after dark. You really have to be careful driving okay. around on any kind of back, back roads. Even on some of the major highways, these bucks are chasing the does, across the roads after dark and it's really really dangerous and you've got to really pay attention right now and I saw some statistics today that 300 deer are hit every day in Minnesota during this period of November wow. and mainly it's because of the rut and the bucks are running around the does are being chased but a couple nights ago I had thirteen does standing in front of me at about a hundred and ten yards which is perfect for a rifle but not for a bow and I'm still kind of running into this frustration of not being able to, you know, get another deer down, and I've been trying so hard, and they're still very, very nocturnal, because these, you know, these temperatures have been so mild, they're coming out about the last 10 minutes of shooting light, and it's just, it's been very frustrating, and I just talked to a couple buddies of mine in southern Minnesota down by Houston. They're running into the same thing, and everybody I talk to is kind of in the same deal. It's just those deer are not moving till really late. But we've got this, you know, gun season this weekend. They're going to be pushed around a lot. Um, there's going to be a lot of pressure, and it's really going to change things. And, you know, it's just the way it is every year. These deer are going to go into lockdown for a while, and it's going to be difficult, but hang in there. Once they kind of recover from all this, um, late November, December can still be really good. And we have the muzzleloader season in December as well. So there's good things coming. You just got to kind of get through these uh, tough periods.
2: Yeah, and you you brought up uh, the the rut and deer on the move. Um, I I live and work in the northern suburbs kind of on the east side of Elm Creek Park Reserve. So, obviously, a lot of deer and woods heading over toward the river and uh, the Coon Rampins Dam, and (laughs) you're right. There isn't a day that doesn't go by around sundown that that you don't see deer. So, you know, you really got to slow down and and keep an eye out because, you know, even here in the cities, and, and people know where the deer are, here in the cities, you, you got to be aware of that.
4: You know, it's so frustrating, Steve. I'll sit in a deer stand for three hours and see nothing, and then I drive <laughs> back home, and I'm dodging them on the roads all over the place, and it's uh, <laughs> you know, it's pretty crazy. But you know, bucks at this time of the year, they're so crazed, you know, to get themselves a date that they're really not thinking straight. They're kind of like an eighteen-year-old kid. They're running around trying to find their girlfriends, and they're not paying attention to traffic. They're they're exposing yeah. themselves in the middle of the day. They're doing things they normally don't do, and that's why this two-, three-week period of the rut, they're just doing crazy things, and you really have to be careful, and, you know, especially on the roads. It's just, you know, the the more rural you get, you know, the trickier it is. So, you know, even in the cities, you got to watch it.
2: Yeah, no, no doubt. One other thing is uh turkeys we haven't talked about turkeys in your part of the world are you seeing them more and more because they, they are taking over here in the cities De- depending on where you are th- there are wild turkeys everywhere it is unbelievable and i t- i tell my kids this all the time when i was younger you would never see a wild turkey and now you see them everywhere what about up in your neck of the woods?
4: You know, Steve, I see turkeys everywhere I go. If I'm in southern Minnesota, western Minnesota, wherever I happen to be, I see them all the time. And up here in the north country, in the northwest, they're everywhere. And I see them on my bow stands almost every time I'm out. And I was lucky to tag a big tom a couple of weeks ago. And in that group of toms that I jumped, there were 15 in there, and every one of them was a really, really mature tom and I see jakes, I see hens. I mean, that is a true Minnesota success story that yeah. those birds were trapped, brought in here, and they've reproduced, and they are definitely the game bird of the future. They're prolific, they're smart, and you know what's not neat about turkeys is they roost high up in the trees, up in evergreens and pine trees, so they're up nice and high, and the predators can't get at them, like fox, coyotes, wolves. So being that they roost so high... Um, I think that's a lot of their success. They can handle our Minnesota winters. Um, they're eating acorns right now. They're coming by my stand and digging the ground and getting acorns out. I mean, they're just an amazing, amazing bird.
2: Yeah, it, it is crazy because, like I say, when I was a kid or even a young adult, it, it would be rare to see them, and, and now they're everywhere. It's it's, it's pretty incredible. Uh the comeback story of the uh, wild turkey all right steve you know we're always giving giving
4: the dnr a hard time steve for some of the things we don't think they're doing right but i would have to say this uh, turkey restoration thing is an incredible success story and if i remember they trapped them down in the southern united states brought them up here and this is the result so a true success story and uh, but i will say a big mature tom is a little tough I've been trying to make soup out of my uh, turkey breast, and <laughs> it's, it's uh, you know, it's a little dicey. It's not, you know, it's a little dry, it's a little tough, but, you know, in soup you're okay. So I don't think I'd want to try to roast a big, mature Tom, because I think that'd be a little tough.
2: Yeah, that, that, not the butterball you get at the supermarket. All right, Steve, good to visit with you. We'll do it again in a week.
4: All right, Steve, take care. All right,
2: there he is, Steve Kearney. Steve Kearney Outdoors. By the way, our outdoors coverage continues in earnest tomorrow between 5 and 6. Rob Driesline and uh, from the outdoor news on the air between 5 and 6 here on News Talk. 830-WCCO. Quick break, we'll come back. State tournaments galore. State cross country at the Bolstead Course today at the U of M and the St. Paul campus. Uh, We've got Pairing set for the state football tournament. Uh, the quarterfinals are next week. State volleyball starts Wednesday at the Excel Energy Center. State soccer champions have been crowned. They were in action all week at U.S. Bank Stadium. A lot going on. High school sports update coming up here on News Talk. 830-WCCO.